This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tales from the Stinky Dragon. I'm your Dungeon Master, Gustavo Sorolla. We're here with a Between the Tales episode. I'm joined by our cast, as always. Please introduce yourself, cast. Hello. I'm Barbara Dunkelman. And I uh, play Elka Von Brath, the half-elf vampire barbarian and the leader of the party. Yes. <laughs> Can you, like, add another, like, uh, descriptor to there each time, like, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn and uh, just like, because it feels like it just keeps going. I like going. long walks on the yeah. beach, but I hate sand. I so. have allergies. <laughs> and yeah. I'm allergic to shellfish. Since I'm already talking, I'll just say me. Hi, I'm John Reisinger. <laughs> I play Meti, the Eric Cochran ghost monk. Meti. Confess you? Meti confesses. We're going yeah. in the opposite direction today. I'm going to topsy turvy. Hey there, it's me, Chip Haney, your good friend, your old buddy, your pal from high school. Hey, haven't checked in on you in a while. How you doing? The way you step into your accent is like someone cautiously stepping on an escalator that they're not sure <laughs> hey, how it goes. Oh, oh, <laughs> we're going. Oh, we're going higher. Uh, it's Blaine Gibson. I play uh, the teeth fling rogue. Uh, listen, between this and the other I campaign need, and listen. Baldur's Gate, I got so many characters in my head. I just want to make sure that everyone doesn't think that we're just laughing at you because of just any random thing. It's genuinely every time we do this, Blaine looks Has to look at his computer. At his, the computer. Oh, he has a computer today, too. He does. No hey. phone. I'm Chris Damaris, and I play Barney Farney, the grandfather you've not called in a while. <laughs> Anytime I hear Barney Farney, I just expect to hear pull my finger right after. <laughs> the grandfather you haven't called a, in a while. a human cleric. The last thing you remember is a smoldering phoenix lunging after you with open jaws and an inferno of fire engulfing you. A blinding light that clutches your eyes and you feel searing flames licking you from every angle, singeing your skin and feathers for what seems like a lifetime. I'm a tiefling, so I'm gonna go <laughs> It's really tickling you. <laughs> Without warning, you all land on solid ground, and it feels warm and rocky. Everyone make a perception check. 17 for Elga. 18 for Chip. 12. 19. Hey. So what do we have? 12, 17, 18, 19. Really good rolls. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll double digits. Barney, the first thing you notice is you feel lighter than normal. Maybe you got strong. Uh, wow. You look down and realize all your possessions and equipment are gone. No. Oh, no. All you're left with is nothing but the clothes on your back. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I know. Elga doesn't want to see that. <laughs> the other three of you, Elga, Chip, and Matid, you see a deep red half sun peeking over a horizon of scorched earth and golden sky. The blackened land is streaked with rivers of molten magma, constantly boiling and bubbling. Is my bum bag on me? Or, or do I lose my equipment? You only have your clothes on your back. No bum bag. Good. Uh, okay, Ship's gonna break. This is the first time you're gonna see him lose his temper. He's gonna go, Where the heck is my bum bag? And that had your notes from Carol, right? My wife made that for me and I need it now! <laughs> yeah! Make a investigation check, see if you can find it. Okay, that is a 13. You, you know, start patting down, checking all your pockets, and looking on the floor around you, trying to find. I got you, Micah. You uh, that fast? Just some foley. Yeah, look, it's, hey, listen, this, is, this bum bag is very important. You're looking for your bum bag. Please stop doing that. It's actually the sound of him tapping his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. firm. <laughs> Congo drums. And you can't find it. You don't see it on your person. However, nearby, uh, slightly in the distance, you see what appears to be like a humanoid cornered by a couple of animals. Oh. 
Like cornered as in the animals are attacking it, possibly, or seem aggressive? Yeah, they seem aggressive. Oh, let's go help. What kind of animals are they? It's not something you've seen before. They're kind of like tigers with fire tigers with fire red stripes that smolder. So might you say they're like little baby (laughs) phoenixes? No, not quite. The phoenix, you know, is more of like an amalgamation of different animals. This looks a lot more tigerish, like a fire tiger. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a growlith. Oh, or an arcanine. My favorites. I assume from context clues there's a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Gus. Hey, inspiration. Man. Oh, thanks. Oh, wow. No, don't give Gus one. No, no, no. He deserves it. How far away is the person who is being cornered by animals? Let's say um, 80 feet or so. Oh, they're pretty far. I've got pretty good intimidation. Maybe we should sneak up and then I could try to scare them and then we can attack. Is the path to this person obstructed by these molten lava flows or is there a direct path? There's a fairly direct path there. Okay. And do could we recognize the person from where we are? Like as if it's someone you've met before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make a wisdom check. Okie dokie. All of us? I mean, if you want to try to see. Okay. I rolled an 18. We don't need it. 10. Real glad y'all looked. Not even gonna look. Not even gonna. <laughs> Elga, what do you see with your tiny little beady eyes? I'm looking. <laughs> I see this person. Yeah? It does not look like anybody you've met it before. It does not look like anyone we've met I before. See, yeah. <laughs> In fact, In it, fact do- <laughs> it doesn't seem like a seem type like of humanoid you've ever seen. A type of humanoid we've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like a dwarf with chrome skin. It looks like a dwarf with chrome skin. <laughs> One of them T1000 dwarves. Eyes and hair that appear to dance with flame. And eyes and hair that seem to dance with flame. Wow, that was so poetic. Yeah, thank you. I came up with myself. <laughs> okay. I was complaining. I only heard half that because I was just enjoying you repeating it. It's a, a kind of yeah, yeah, humanoid yeah. we haven't seen. Hair that dances with flame. You said like a... I, I, I forget what <laughs> I said because I was so focused on copying guns. A dwarf with chrome dwarf. skin. It looks yeah. like a dwarf with chrome skin. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one from Marvel Snap. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Room full of nerds. Okay. What if we like got on each other's shoulders? Because the bigger you are, the scarier the, the the creatures are. So we can uh, intimidate them with our size. Okay. Barney <laughs> oh, hops up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's good. I want to say that I'm looking at Blaine with like perplexed uh, eyes, and I think Mateed would do the same thing as yeah. to why yeah. this is the path while we're out in this like open lava space. There's something in my mustache. <laughs> Mateed, do you want to just walk over there calmly, you and me? Yeah. Uh, Mateed, yeah. That sounds uh, much better. Mechacharney! Assemble! <laughs> so Barney's on Chip's shoulders. Yeah. Chip off the old block. Where's his walker? Oh, does he have his walker? The, no. No. Stick. Oh, no! You're old. How are you going to get around, old man? On you. Okay. Uh, do you all have like a big cloak or anything, or is it just like Barney on ship's shoulders? It's just Barney it on like ship's shoulders. Yeah. Okay. So then this will require like something like a performance check to see how well you guys sell that you are this like Goro style big, yeah. big guy. Possibly intimidation as well. That's what I'm hoping for. Like. And then <laughs> Elga and Matita are walking over like normal. Better hurry. Yeah. Make yeah. noises. Do you want a performance check? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you all close the distance and you see there's four of these tiger-like creatures who have this dwarf-like creature backed up into a corner up against some rocks. Yeah, sure. Barney and Chip make intimidation checks. I assume you're groaning and screaming like dum-dums? Of course. <laughs> the scariest dum-dums. Fifteen. Stay away from that robo-dwarf. Ten. <laughs> uh, Twenty-five. 
to combine. <laughs> out of 40. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I, it, yeah, it's not how it works. What about Elga and Matita? Are you just watching this performance? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, wow, you guys are so scary. <laughs> I think, I think at this point, Elga and Matid have just understood like that this kind of stuff happens. It happens. And you might as well just like just watch and it just see how system. it turns out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see what they think of you. Let's right, make a we're roll. Very supportive of our friends and their attempt. Escapades. That's e- the word es- I prefer. Oh, Escapades. Man. It was on a 19, then it rolled over at the last second to a three. Ooh. Oh, I know that feel. The tiger-like creatures start backing up and uh, growl at you and begin, you know, backing away from the dwarf-like creature as well. Dwarf-like creature, come to our, come here. Come, we're here to help. I, no, not we. I. I. We are one. You guys are probably going to need to say this all as, to, as in unison. Yeah, ready? Three, two, one. Dwarf-like creature, come to me. I am just one person. This is awful. (laughs) Chris is just saying what he wants to say while Blaine is trying to match him. (laughs) Does this dwarf-like creature feel calmed by the presence of this creature? Fear not! (laughs) What's the the thing that the angel said? Yeah, I bring you tidings of great joy. (laughs) Yeah, sure. The tiger-like creatures exchange confused glances and then run away in the opposite direction. And the dwarf-like creature cautiously approaches. Oh, I, I bow for our performance and fall off. <laughs> How much fall damage? Yeah, um, make a dex check. Make sure you can uh, land on your feet. I like to imagine you bow, roll, and land on your feet. Willy Wonka. Oh. Yeah. Nat 20, 22. Yeah, Barney totally Willy Wonka's it. Looks like he falls and breaks a hip, but then, you know, rolls and springs up on his feet. Ooh. Ah. Very spry. Thank you. I was confused. I thought there was three of you, but apparently there's four. Yeah, yeah. So was I. Oh, yeah, we're here, too. Hello. <laughs> Bonjour. Where are we? What the heck? Where, we got delivered here by a fire. Firebird. Not the cool ride that I used to drive in high school. <laughs> we're on the plains of Ignis. Who are you? Why are you here? You don't look like you belong here. I'm a tiefling. I belong in the fire. And then I start putting lava on my skin. Ooh, feels good. I don't think you're immune to it. Exfoliating. (laughs) Just burning your skin off. Yeah. (sighs) I am a Chip Haney. Pleasure to meet you. Chip, good to meet you. I'm Mags. Mags. Cool name. What's, what are you, what are you? This is the first person Chip's ever met. What's your curse that again? He doesn't quite know how to have small talk. Yeah. Chip is learning. <laughs> I could you I just I want to see you Blaine next time we meet somebody and just walk up. What, what are, are you? you? <laughs> so just for reference, you only have resistance to fire damage. That's what I was trying to yeah. let you know. Yeah. So you only take half the damage by rubbing <laughs> lava onto your skin. Do you still do it? It's also lava. It's not fire. Maybe I pick, take like some of the rock, so it's not like lava, lava, but it's just like hot rocks. I'm just looking out for you. Don't, yeah. don't do. Th- you're not, you're not impervious to this stuff. Yeah, I know. You give yourself a little <laughs> spa treatment. Yeah. It's just Chip walking through the lava like Michael Scott in the office, walking across the coals, trying to convince us it doesn't hurt. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, hello, Max. It's nice to meet you. Elga steps in front because she's small. I assume similar size to Mags. Yeah, roughly. And doesn't want her to feel hurt? Yes. Doesn't want her to feel intimidated. Oh, hello. I'm sorry. I'm going through a lot here. Those cinder tooths were chasing me. Uh, They were after the water in my canteen. It is very rare down here. Do any of you need a drink? 
and Mags reaches to her belt and pulls off a water canteen and hands it out in your direction, Elka. Could I do like a check on it to make sure it's water? Yeah, what Just kind of check do you want to do? Like a perception? I guess. Would that be a perception? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is this like Evian, Dasani, Smart? <laughs> it's Voss. Oh. Uh, 20. Yeah, it seems like water. Seems like water. Okay. You perceive it to be water. Yeah, actually, I'm, I guess, a little parched. This is not typically what I drink, but I can make an exception. <laughs> and Elga takes a just like a tiny little sip, but she waterfalls it because she doesn't want to touch her mouth to the rim. Oh, no, oh, it's yeah. holy water. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take a drink and, you know, even though it's not necessarily Elga's thing, it is very refreshing. Oh, mm. uh, I feel so alive. Uh, speaking of which, go and roll me a D6. Oh, no. It's not all bad. Why do you say that in the most distressing voice? In fact, you feel so alive, you get nine hit points back. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take a little slurp. <laughs> Everyone lines up. Yeah, Mags is still holding it out if anybody wants to take a sip. Hey, thank you, Mags. And then I, I take a sip. And I do too. Do I do a D6? Yeah, D6. Watch out, six. Matthias, are you able to drink anything or does it just kind of fall to the ground <laughs> if you take a sip? It just looks like you're peeing. <laughs> 12 and 8. <laughs> Matisse also takes a sip of the water, but it's like the scene from Casper where all the guys are eating the food. And it's just like it goes through and something, some sort of processing happens. But then it just like it just trickles out of like Matisse's like foot. Yeah. So it looks like they are peeing. I give a little to Jacques as well. Yeah. If you uh, want, you can roll a d6 and add six to that as well. I get nine. Nice. Mags, what a delicious treat on these hills of Ignos. Uh, Where are we again? Barney. Where are the... Plains of Ignis. Plains of Ignis. I'm on my way to find the Totem of Defeat. Totem of Defeat? Mm-hmm. A de- a feat? Defeat? It's at Quentin Tarantino's house. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you know what happened to our stuff? No, I just met you. Did you lose your stuff? I guess you lost your totem. I've got my canteen. Hmm. Where do you perhaps live around here? It seems like a quite a desolate and dangerous place. Do you, do you have a, a home? Oh, no, I don't live here. I live far away. I'm on a quest right now. That's why I'm here on the Plains of Ignis, looking for the Totem of Defeat. Oh, what does this totem do? Legend says there's an Afridi there who's capable of unimaginable magic. You have some sort of wish that needs to be granted? What are you looking for? Don't we all? Oh, of course. I'm looking for my missing wife, Carol. Maybe the Afridi can help. Well, we could split the totem of defeat. I don't want to take... I mean, it was your your thing. I don't want to take it. Oh, I don't know. Afridi are very powerful. One, two, three, four, five. There's five of us and uh-huh. five toes. On defeat? Yeah. Five to- <laughs> we each get one toe. Five totems? Hey. <laughs> Inspiration done. <laughs> well, Mags, we got nothing going on. We're missing our things, and we just got teleported here by a magic flying firebird. So you, do you want us to join you? You got teleported here? Where are you from? That's a great question. Why don't you answer it, Chip? <laughs> you look so like you really want to tell them. I know there's a city called Groteth. Nope. 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 But we just got here from Karkasuk. <laughs> Karkasuk? Karkasuk. That works. Yeah. It's a py- pyramids and... Mm, not familiar with it. Don't know where that is. Uh, well, you, have you heard of the Van Halen album uh, Power Slave? Because the cover, it looks exactly... Van Halen? Iron Maiden. Oh, forgive me, Mags. I'm so sorry. This is embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Matisse, is your friend okay? Matisse, like John, has no understanding of like hard rock bands mm -hmm. and like any rock music or anything like that because Matisse spent their entire youth listening to nothing but show tunes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> where does Matisse end and John yeah. begins? <laughs> Matisse can't say things that John doesn't know. And so whenever Blake makes references to like Judas Priest or anything like that, I'm just like, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. They're great. I'm right there with you. If we could just talk a little bit about maybe Phantom of the Opera or... <laughs> Jar Butler from 300. <laughs> Our circles intertwine. How long have you been on this uh, quest? Do you think that you are close to it? Uh, or are you still a ways away from discovering? I believe I'm close to the end of my quest. It has been several weeks that I've been traveling the plains. They're very stifling. And as you can see with all the lava and magma everywhere, it's very slow traveling but perhaps we can navigate together and conquer these inhospitable lands. Have you ever heard of anything that is called a phoenix? Yes, of course. The phoenix rules this land. Oh. oh. What the, and what is this land called? Pyroa. 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 Is, is this the phoenix uh, some sort of creature who rules this land, or is it uh, some sort of deity that is uh, in charge? This phoenix is powerful. You would probably not be wrong to refer to this phoenix as a deity, and this phoenix might actually prefer that. But as to whether it's actually a deity or not, maybe up for debate. Mm. Oh. oh, darn, I forgot my journal is in my bum bag. I'd be <laughs> taking these notes for sure, though. <laughs> Shoot. Don't worry, I take notes in my brain for you, Chip. Thank you, Elga. Considering we are in such an inhospitable land that we are strangers to, I, I, I see no problem in joining you on the rest of your quest yeah. and maybe finding this totem. Yeah. And maybe we have some of this, um, more of this, uh, what you call water. Well, we need to make sure to ration it for the rest of the journey, but yes, I'm happy to share it along the way. Maybe not right now, specifically. Okay. Of course, of okay. course. Is there like a yellow brick road to this uh, wizard? <laughs> yes, but the yellow is uh, lava. Yeah, uh, so we <laughs> so don't want to. don't want to follow the yellow brick road. Dibs on Tin Man. We've got Dorothy as as uh, Elga. No, I am Toto. You're now Jacques is Toto. Oh yeah. I got, I got Jacques. <gasps> you got oh, the yeah, scarecrow over there as Barney. Yeah. Scarecrow. No. What? If, <laughs> I'm scared. Who's no, scared? If only had a brain. <laughs> so are you you're Tin Man, Scarecrow, Dorothy, and the, the lion. The lion. Oh, but, yeah, because you're an animal. But Matid knows no fear, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'll take that. I was the Tin Man in middle school. I don't doubt that. So you're all going to need to, you know, travel and traverse the plains of Ignis, but it's pretty dangerous. So you're going to need to make a survival check to see if y'all are able to make it through. 20. I'll miss you guys. Trez. That was a one. Oh, wow. 17. That's a 13 for Matid for our uh, English-speaking listeners. Did Chip decide to rub himself with lava again? Yeah, yeah. It's a two minus one. Chip just walked in the lava, like directly into oh. it. <laughs> well, luckily, it's a group check, and enough of you did well, and you did well overall enough that you're able to navigate. A couple of times, you all have to stop Chip from walking directly into the lava, you know, grab him by the collar and uh, keep him on uh, on solid land. I'm drawn to the flame. <laughs> it's like a little moth. It's like that scene in Aladdin where Abu sees the red gem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel you. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gone on the record before saying lava looks like it should be good to eat. Yeah, it, does. it does. It really it's does. Food. Yeah. So after journeying for a little bit. To the north, you spot a metallic spire standing erect in the center of a lake of lava. It's a few floating rocks on the surface of the lake. Like in a path-like formation? Not necessarily an explicit path. You could 
traverse them like a path, but it's not like it was purposely created or laid out there as a path. Mm. Is the environment we're around like... It's like episode three. <gasps> okay. Uh, I was going to say, is it, is, it, yeah. is it tumultuous lava or is it like just flowing lava? Are there like spouts and, and bursts and stuff? Yeah, paint us a picture here. Yeah, it's usually flowing and pretty gentle, but occasionally every now and then there is like a, a burst of air or gas coming out from the lava that does cause some splashing. That's why you got to be careful. The spire, how far is it from where we're standing? It's in the center of a lake of lava. The lake of lava has about a 50 foot radius. So you're about 50 feet away, roughly 100 feet in diameter. Gotcha. Does the spire have any noticeable... Is it like smooth? Or has it got like windows, doors, spikes? Is it like a building? Does it got a uh, live, laugh, love sign on it? <laughs> uh, live, laugh, burble, gurble. Yes. Um, <laughs> go ahead and make a... Let's call it perception because you're still not right up on we it. We forgot want... to blurble, gurble. We said. did. Yeah. Blurble, gurble, everyone. Blurble, gurble. That's what the sound of the lava. 12. Not that you can tell. It appears to be very smooth, very thin. Like, you don't know that anything would be able to fit inside of it because it, it would be small. We're talking like Washington Monument kind of style? Thinner. Oh. Mm. Yeah, like almost like a pole of some kind. There's like a, an unidentifiable flag flying at the top. Oh, oh a flag. Mags, does this here spire have any significance? What is that? Mags kind of scratches her head and stares at it. Don't know if I know what that is. Maybe it could be the totem. I don't know what the totem looks like exactly. Do you know how big it is? Well, all I know is that the totem is tall. I mean, that's pretty tall over there. It seems like a tall totem. Those the totems are boxes. usually travel friendly. <laughs> Although a lot of things are tall to me, so... How tall was it, you said? I didn't say, but it's a very tall spire. Let's call it 40 feet. I want to go touch it. Let's go touch it, gang. So you're going to, what, traverse the floating rocks? Yeah. Okay. Just like Anakin and Obi-Wan in their duel of the fates. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I have the high ground. Point on the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got we got we got a volunteer. So Chip is going out. Anybody else? I'll go. Ooh, Barney, okay. I think uh I'll watch for now. Yep. We'll cheer from the sidelines. Yes. I think the lines have been drawn in this party. <laughs> Our test subjects. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go about 50 feet hopping rock to rock across the lava. Each of you make, I'll give you the choice whether you want to make athletics check or dexterity check to see if you're able to hop rock to rock. Okay. I guess I'll do a dexterity. Yeah. What the heck? Oh, nine. Athletics, 21. My God. What's happening? Is this some sort of topsy-turvy world we're in? These planes of Ignus. Nine, really? That's the, that's the best you got? Should I do an inspiration? Sometimes I question the stats that are attached to Barty. After he jumped out the window and landed that, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Did a flip off of Chip's back. Yeah, flip off a of Chip. Yeah. Hopping on these rocks. He's a, he's a spry old feller. I don't think this is worth my inspiration, Dine. Okay. I'll stick to it. Gonna use that fire resistance. Yup. A nine from Chip and a 21 from Barney. Mm -hmm. Which together makes 30. Wow. <laughs> that's, again, that's not how it works. Uh, <laughs> but will that stop us from making that joke again? No. Never. Never. <laughs> so, all right, Chip, you jump out first. I assume you lead the way because you said you were going first before Barney did. Sure. You begin leading the way and Barney's following behind you. Uh, about halfway through the lake, you, you know, jump onto a rock and maybe like that little piece of rock on the edge just wasn't secure to the rest of it and gives way under your foot. And one of your legs slips out from under you and falls into the lava. Oopsie daisy, there goes all the hair. I have a question. Do I see him slip before he falls into it? I mean, you both are kind of going at the same time. 
like you're jumping as he's jumping as well. He like you can think of it like he's on the rock in front of you. Also, canonically, by the way, now Chip does not have hair on one of his legs. <laughs> oh no! Did you want to try something? Well, I have a new ability I wanted to try. Oh, out. oh! Barney's telekinetic. Whoa! Whoa! Are we allowed to mention that we leveled up? What an excellent segue! Thank you, Barbara. You're welcome. Since it's a Between the Tales episode, yes, everyone has uh, leveled up. <laughs> this changes a lot of things then. <laughs> So you all are now level five? Five. Yeah. We got to level up two levels. So before we were level three, now we're level five. So yeah. Uh, so Barney apparently has telekinesis now. Hey. And so what that does is it gives me Mage Hand Cantrip, which I can do without verbal or somatic components. And the hand is invisible. Whoa. And as a bonus action, I can telekinetically shove one creature within 30 feet of me and they have to succeed on a strength saving throw or be moved five feet toward or away you oh and a creature can willingly fail the save so i was gonna see if i could with my mind chip as the rock gives way under your leg and your leg begins you know getting precariously close to the lava you feel a force shoving you from behind do you allow it to shove you or do you resist it let's see how this plays out let it ride shove me uh, use the force <laughs> oh again like episode Whoa. three <laughs> it's all coming back Barney reaches out with his force powers, his Jedi mind powers, and gives Chip a little shove, and this is just like bips him right onto the onto the rock, saving him from 10d10 fire damage. Was that you, or was that a ghost? Did you That's say not Matisse. 10d10? Yeah. I feel like you got to be careful. You're going into Yoda territory with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the license for that. Yeah. Call it something else. Call it the the mm, frick. The frick the, is the helping frick. me. Oh, the frick, the, the mighty frick. The farce. That's uh, funny, too. No, the farce is really funny. <laughs> oh, the uh, farce is strong in my family. <laughs> Tell us you have the high ground, Barney. I have the high ground. <laughs> Despite your close call, you continue, and ultimately you reach the base of the metallic spire, which is in the center of this lake of lava. Neat. Well, we did it. Guess we'll head back now. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, I just want to climb oh. this. I want to climb the spire. I want to take that flag. Oh, okay. Call this Chiptopia. It's pretty smooth. Mm, what would that be? Uh, acrobatics, athletics. How do you climb a pole? Do you want me to do an acrobatics? Yeah, well, let's call this an acrobatics. Yep, yep. Chip, chip. Hooray! 21. Oh, yeah. Didn't expect you to roll that well. <laughs> you know, you shimmy up the flagpole. <laughs> this is something that uh, Chip did in his athletics program in Yamford. Oh, yeah. The way, you know, and I had special training, you know, being with Dagger and whatnot. Oh, true. I can climb all sorts of surfaces, even tall people. <laughs> true. You shimmy up to the top of the spire and you reach the flag. You said you want to pull it down with you? Well, what does it look like first? It is a field of red with a black arrow pointing down. A field of red? What do you mean field? When, typically when you describe a flag, it's like, if it's like a one color, oh. you say it's like a field. So mm. it's a red flag with a black arrow pointing He's down. He's trying to black impress arrow. us with his flag knowledge. I found a flag! <laughs> I think I know what you do. What do I do? I think maybe the flag needs to go down. Maybe it needs to like... Like the actual flag needs to come down the pole if the arrow pointing down. You want me to re-re-re-re-re-re the flag down the pole? Yeah, re-re-re-re-re-re. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'll lower the flag. But is it is it a flagpole with a rope for doing that? or Because you guys keep making that motion. Or is it just a flag on the top of the pole? See, that's what I was I was curious about. Uh, well, like, what was going on here? Like, where, where, where y'all were going with this? Yeah, there is a rope attached to it that goes through the flag and then down the spire as well. There you go. I didn't decline this thing at all. 
There was a rope the entire time. Yeah. Well, then I'll take the flag down. They'll ride it on the way down. So yeah, you. I guess you would grab onto it and then like just jump down. Yeah, and pull I grab the flag you. and the rope though. I don't want to just yank the flag off of the rope. In flag, case the flag and the rope. How much do you weigh, Chip? One ninety-five. One ninety-five. Okay. You grab on and you know jump down, and one thing strikes you about it. It seems like the rope has more resistance than you would expect for just holding a flag at the top of the pole. But you know you are able to pull it down with you down to. The rock where Barney's waiting below. And does it sound like? <laughs> no, it's it's a lot more sturdy than that. Oh, like. And as your feet touch down on the rock with Barney below, from the other end of the rope, from below in the lava lake, something comes popping up. That something was tied to the rope on the other end. Oh. And where is it? And what is it? It's in the lava lake right next to the rock where you all are standing, and it's a, a chest. It's made of some kind of metal. Is it, like, accessible from our... Where yeah, you can reach it. It's it's right next to the rock. Right at the base of this. Well, rip, open that thing up there, Burn. Mm-hmm. Can I go and just kind of, like, touch it and sniff it? And We found a chest. Barney's sniffing it. <laughs> you know, inspect it. Why are you smelling it? Traps. I think the lava would have probably burned off any scent on it. I don't know how thing that works. Very clean, probably. You think lava smells like something? Does it smell like sulfur? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's yeah, that's what, I, that's what I would imagine. Make an investigation check, Barney. Not 20. Nice. Barney on fire today. Oh Maybe no, hopefully, no, hopefully, hopefully not. not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't detect any traps or anything out of the ordinary. The metal of the chest itself is very hot, though. It has oh. been just submerged in lava. Well, then I'll use my new telekinesis mage hand to open <laughs> it up. How many times could you use that? It's a cantrip. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> You pop it open, it's not locked, and inside you find some coin and a potion. Oh. Can I take it? Yeah. <clears throat> it is, um... Well, yeah, I'm going to count it oh, and hand it oh, out. Oh. I don't want to take it all. I'm not going to just take everything mm-hmm. and not share. Okay. Yeah, that would be a terrible thing. That'd be, that would be awful. Ter- truly the worst. Inside the chest are three platinum pieces, Whoa. 12 gold pieces, eight silver pieces, and 16 copper pieces. All right, how are we going to divvy this up? Evenly. So, oh, wait. How? Everyone gets a platinum except for one person who gets 10 gold because that's equal to one platinum. Okay. I'm going to up mine to one platinum, and then we're going to bring in Matid and Elga. Wait, do we get some to Mags? You guys. <laughs> that's Barbara. That's Barbara no. right there. <laughs> we'll take a vote. Are you going to bring it back to us? Or we, can we, can we yeah, yeah, involve we th- ourselves in this conversation? We should probably go over there, huh? Well, we have to jump across lava. Can you fly me over? Sure, I could do that. I fly <laughs> Barbara's T-posing <laughs> right now. Elga puts out her arms in a T-pose. Well, Max doesn't want to be left alone. You can hold my hand. She will hop. I was going to say, yeah. Mag seems uh, a bit too sturdy for me to be able to carry both of you. Chrome-like dwarf, going to be yeah, happy. Chrome-like happy. dwarf with fiery hair and eyes. Cool. Fiery hair and eyes, okay. Yeah, I pick up Elga and uh, take her over to Uppy. the place. And then so we can be involved in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. and then Mags is there as well. Oh, is that the totem? No, this is just uh, metals of various sorts. <laughs> How are we dividing this up? Four or five ways? I'll take a platinum, I guess. And you're taking the 10 gold, and then you'll take a platinum. I'll take a platinum, too. Uh, no, you can have the copper if you want. Ooh, copper. Okay. I like copper. <laughs> okay. It's worked out better than Barbara imagined. <laughs> Very conductive. Oh. So I don't get the platinum. I got the gold. You got the 10 gold. Okay. Or I guess take the 12 gold. I'll take the 12 gold. I'll just and then you added the platinum. I'll add a platinum. And, and then, then it, we also had silver. 
Oh, I'll take the silver too. You know what? Why not? Yeah, sure. That makes it actually easier so we don't have to do the math. Great. Good day. Banner day. Banner day. Oh, literally. <laughs> so cute. So dumb. So dumb. And the potion. What about the extra gold? He took the 12. I took the 12. Jacques holds out a paw. Okay. Oh, high five. <laughs> there you go. Fresh paw. And, and, and we gave the silver to... The silver and the copper to Mags. Here you go. It's nice meeting you. Well, it's turning out great for all of us. Do you want to make an arcana check to see what that potion is? Okay. 15 for chip. Seven. I wasn't going to roll because I'm only a plus zero, but maybe I'll roll just in case. Yeah, eight. So nothing. 15. Bimmy. Uh, seven. Barney, Matid, and Elga, you all are convinced it's just water. You're going to cool. throw it away. Chip, you disagree with them, though. Mm. You think that it's a potion of fire resistance. You've seen these before as a tiefling. Oh, this here, this is a, uh, and I, like, click the glass, ding, ding, ding. Uh, this here's a potion of fire resistance. I don't need this, do I? Because I'm already fire resistant. Yeah, what happens if you are resistant to fire, but then also have a fire resistant? Are you, like, double resistant? It doesn't. No stacking. Do anything, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. So this is basically worthless to me. This is this is as useful as Jacques' cat pee. So who wants it? Should we give it to uh, our new friend? No, I think they're okay. <laughs> Their hair is made of fire. I think oh, yeah, they're, they're resistant. Okay. Yeah, Max okay. uh, doesn't look like she needs it. Maybe I take it? You Here you go, sure. little one. Okay. So it's in my inventory? Yeah. All right, well, where to next? Max, is there perhaps anything on your in your knowledge of where this totem is that mentions this spire? No, I didn't know what this was. Never been to the plains of Ignis before. Oh, okay. Maybe that's just something they do here? Just a lovely little rope's course in the middle of a, a lava land. <laughs> we should probably keep going. This doesn't appear to be the totem. What a bummer. Let's go! It was good team building exercises, though. Trust fall. <laughs> Anyways, where are we going? Oh, I guess we'll just continue on our journey. Okay. And, you know, turns around and begins heading back for uh, the shore. Alonzi. Because there's definitely nothing else here. Guaranteed. I follow. Yeah. Do we have to navigate back over? I mean, I assume Elga's being carried by Mati. Chip and Barney, go ahead and make your checks again. Is it acrobatics? <laughs> I think what I said was... Athletics. Uh, athletics or dexterity check. 14. 13. <laughs> Probably should have been acrobatics, but oh well, whatever. Yeah, you all are able to um, hop back, no problem, to the shore, meet up with your with your friends. Okay. Did you take the flag chip or did you leave it there? I forgot. I don't remember what you said. I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Salutations, my stinky supporters. I often get asked, what's the best way to support Tales from the Stinky Dragon? So to help explain, I brought my good friend John along to chat with me about it. Yeah, so the best way you can support us is by one, I mean, obviously just being yourself. That's what that would support me, is just knowing that you're being your true self. Me too. And knowing that will help us. But beyond that, it's by becoming a first member on roosterteeth.com, which is essentially our patron model for people who want to support the show in a financial way. And so if you go to roosterteeth.com and become a first member, it's only $5.99 a month. And basically, if you either become a first member or even just watch our content on roosterteeth.com, we get the most value out of it, which we then can turn the most value possible into even more stinky content. And on top of just supporting us from an altruistic standpoint, you also get stuff out of it too, right? Like you can listen to our episodes yeah. ad-free, for example. I hate ads. You could take up a hobby with all the time you save not listening to ads. <laughs> 
Maybe you could yeah. make your own dice for your own Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Your hobby could be that you join us on our official Discord, which is only for our first members yeah. on our Rooster Teeth Discord, where we're posting exclusive content. Today that we're recording this, I posted some behind-the-scenes photos from our Stinky Dragon Adventures production that just went into production this week. Well, you know, it's... Man, you set me up for the perfect segue there, John. On top of that bonus stuff, you also get access to Second Wind, which is our bonus show for Tales from the Stinky Dragon. It's pronounced Second Wind. Second Wind wind yep. where you know we do a, a dive into that week's episode we talk about things that happened what's going on you know maybe avenues that were left unexplored where the party is what the plans are what you all messed up sometimes uh, either myself Pardon. or michael will be there to help give more information i've never messed up on this show before in my life everything has been strategically planned sure we'll find out the, <laughs> the rationale behind john when you listen to second wind as a rooster teeth first member again just 5.99 a month yeah. you get tons of bonus stuff you get a discount in the rooster teeth store get no ads and tales from the stinky dragon Again, background play, yeah. offline viewing, on mobile apps. Check it out. It's pretty great. This is a heads up for everybody who's been enjoying the dulcet tones of our wonderful music on the show, composed by, performed by, everything by my brother Micah. If you've been enjoying those bits of music that are in the show, this is a reminder, all that music is being put on Spotify and other music streaming services for you to enjoy. But on top of that, we're also putting all of our music on our YouTube channel in large compilation videos, perfect for you to be able to put on in the background while you're studying, or maybe while you're doing your own D&D session. So this is a good excuse for you to head over to youtube.com and go to our Stinky Dragon channel and you can listen to everything there. Do it. It's beautiful. Okay, so you have the red flag with a black arrow uh, pointing down. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Definitely took it. (laughs) It's the only thing in your inventory right now other than money. Oh my god, you're right. Oh, right. So you all journey for hours and hours to what seems the furthest edge of the Plains of Ignis. You come to the edge of a cliff and look down to see an endless ocean of flames spanning to the golden skyline. This is the Conflagra Coast. I've I've only seen it from a distance. Same. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, yeah, sure. As Mags is talking, the cliff's edge starts to crumble beneath her. She starts to slip and fall towards the ocean of fire. Could I reach out to grab her? Yeah, make a dexterity check, see if you're able to grab her in time. 19. Ooh, you reach out, you know, she starts tumbling backwards, you know, kind of, you know, fanning her arms to try to regain her balance. And, you know, you reach out and grab her by the collar. As you grab, you know, and, you know, look down to see her footing to make sure that it's secure, you spot something beneath the cliff's edge. What do I see? Hanging upside down beneath the cliff, is a thick totem pole, smooth as glass, but black as night. Ooh. Um, so, you know, like totem pole is very similar to the word totem. It's almost like it's in the word. Do you think it might be that? Mags turns, you know, and looks and says, Ooh, that looks very promising. Here, I have some rope and pitons. We can use them to climb down. You know, Mags is pulling out rope and pitons and, you know, beginning to secure them and uh, create a safe passage down the cliff. So it's, it's hanging underneath the cliff? Yeah. Like, a, it's like it's upside down, you said? Like a stalag tight. You had a 50-50 stalag chance. Stalagmite? Stalagtite? What's uh, the difference? mites are on the ground. Stalagtites yeah, are I got it kind right. of up above. Yeah, so she asked what the difference was. I'm just explaining. <laughs> I didn't know if I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a, a little outcropping. Not very big, not like a, a lot of land, but there's a little uh, outcropping further down uh, on the cliff. How far is the totem from like this sea of fire? 
I'd say the totem's hanging about halfway down the cliff's edge. So it's, um, you know, it's still 100, okay, so 150 far, feet. Far yeah. While Mags is setting up a little bit of a of a rock climbing expedition, can Matit do a little bit of like a reconnaissance swoop? Just checking out, seeing if there's anything in particularly of interest around the totem or... Ah, maybe you should fly like upside down so you could see if it's like... Ooh what it looks like because it's hanging upside down so yeah maybe. you have an air show i don't think birds can fly upside down you go really high and then you go whoop. <laughs> i saw a pigeon doing backflips on the internet the other day they can do backflips i just don't think they can fly i upside guess you're down. not hovering <laughs> it yeah. was cool yeah, i know <laughs> i saw a video of a bird riding another bird oh that i've seen Whoa. that and, 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 and it made me think of uh first campaign with mud how he would summon owls and make the owls ride on top of the owls That's what videos cool. about birds have you seen on the internet blaine yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all sharing. There was, oh, yeah, a big one. Uh, He was yellow and very kind, lived on a street or avenue of some sort. Friend to a woolly mammoth. What? (laughs) (laughs) Mateed flies right side up, knowing how aerodynamics works, and does a uh, reconnaissance flyby, just to see if there's anything that they can pick up on. You see someone sitting down near the, the totem. What? On what? There's a little outcropping. The totem's hanging upside down. But this creature is actually sitting on the ceiling. Oh. Oh, so they're... (gasps) You think it's a bat? A fabled bat. (laughs) One of your heroes. (laughs) What do they look like? (laughs) It's like a humanoid creature with scarlet red features wearing a glittering yellow vest adorned with brass jewelry. Mm, Fancy. Mm. Do do they look friendly? Are they like meditating? What are they doing? Make an insight check. I would love to because I've got good inside. I just like the idea of Majid going, Bojo. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. What are you doing? 24. You think that this creature seems not hostile, either indifferent or friendly. Hmm. I approach him. Okay. You startle the creature who kind of looks at you with a shock. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the party will get there shortly. I'm going to give uh, Matit a little bit of sure. time on their own because yeah, you know, yeah. they, they flew down there. Oh, my. <laughs> Who are you? Hello, uh, my name is Matit. Is this your totem? Well, it's not mine. I'm kind of stuck here. The creature points at its ankles, and you see that it is tethered by two glossy black chains around its ankles to the totem. Why are you stuck here to this black spire? This phoenix imprisoned me here long ago because I'm one of the only other creatures in this entire realm that can plane shift. So, this phoenix was afraid I would help people leave Pyroa and its kingdom would crumble. I was imprisoned here as a result of it. That is very interesting, seeing as how we uh, were brought here by, me and my compatriots were brought here by this phoenix and could use help getting out of this fiery place. Do you know anything about the totem you are attached to? I know as much as I've seen. Just being attached here for eons, it seems like these chains are all that bind me. If broken, I'm sure I will be free once again. I'm sure you didn't hear me introduce myself, but I'll say it again. My name is Matit. What is your name? Oh, apologies. My name is Duffy. Ah. Oh. We are looking for you. Oh, well, you found me. That's wonderful. High five. Uh, Matid, high five. <laughs> Awkwardly, because Matid does not do this regularly. You seem to be stuck here. Is, uh, do you get many visitors? There have been sparse visitors since this phoenix left me here. Do you... I don't know what to ask this person now. I'm, I'm curious. Favorite color. At this point, then, I would say the rest of the party would be arriving right about now. Uh, Mag's leading the way. Oh my... This is it. We found it. Mag shouts as she uh, unties herself from the rope. <laughs> up top. High five. Max, what is the significance of the totem itself? Uh, you never explained that because you said it was near an entity called Defeat. Right, 
Well, the totem is a prison that's keeping the fee here. Oh. If we free the fee, he can help you leave this plane to another one. Oh. Ah. Okay. Now, uh, wait up, little, little one. I'm concerned about the possible retribution by this phoenix. I'm not. They already put us here. What are yeah. they going to do next? This person could probably help us get out of this weird place. Yeah, have you heard the song Breaking the Chains by Dolkin? It's another 80s yep, metal band. Right, right over okay, Matisse's head. Right. Uh, excuse me, uh, the thief? Mr. Thief? Yes? Uh, are you a bat? Are you a bat? Yes. I wasn't sure if you asked if yeah. they were yeah, a bat. Yeah, exactly. Are, you, were bat? A bat. are you a bat? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm an Efreet. A free. A free. What is that? No, it looks like you're jailed up. Wait, their Ow. name is their name is what? Defeat the Afree. Defeat the Afree. 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 With a T at the end. Afree. I think I probably, oh, the I probably actually Afreedy maybe, but I would I would see Afree. Like the fire god creature from Final Fantasy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Similar, yeah. How do we break these chains, guys? Let's mush all of our brains together and come up with a clever plan to free I think free I could rip the chains. Do it. Could I try to pull the chains apart? Yeah, make a strength check. 21. Ooh, Whoa. I mean, you really give it your best, and you feel like you're making progress, but it's just not quite enough. Oh, mm. these are impossible brick chains if <laughs> I can't open them. They're a very interesting material, very similar to the totem, but not quite the same. Okay. They're like a keyhole? Make an investigation check. How the heck do we get her out of here? That's one, my dude. No, no. Uh, cool. Did you know there's lava here? <laughs> you lose track of the chains as you're investigating them briefly. Good. Barney, look around at the chains and compare it to this totem and see what the deal is. Yeah. Yeah, make an investigation check. Can I join in too? Sure. 13. That's great. 10. That's not great. <laughs> Maybe we need to smash the totem? With the chain. No, just smash it. It seems like it's very a very similar material to the totem. Maybe it's the same. Uh, it's a, it's an exotic material you've never seen, so you're not quite sure what it is that you're looking at. I have a question for Diffy. When is the last time that the Phoenix has been by here? This phoenix has not been here since I was first imprisoned here. Okay. Can we go get try and get the totem? It sounded like it was big. Yeah. And it's attached to the ceiling. Right, yeah. Could Elga try to smash it? Yeah, sure. With what? Uh, her fists. <laughs> Elga's going brute force on this whole thing. Will that be a strength? Yeah, go ahead and make like a strength check. 20. Wow. Yeah, you start smashing on it, and it doesn't break it, but, you know, you're you're giving it your best shot. Is anything happening while I'm, like, hitting it? Do we see anything, like, lighting up, or... Make a perception check, see if you perceive anything. Nine. No, nothing seems to change. However, as you're looking, trying to determine if, you know, anything's changed, you're looking at the totem, following the chain over to the Efreeti, and as you're doing that, you know, your your eyes keep continuing off into the distance to the Conflagra coast, and you see a magma mephit slowly rising, flying over near you guys, looking at you with malice in its eyes. Magma mephit. Like a little impish-looking creature made of magma with very thin wings. Oh, okay. Maybe we could, uh, you know, use this thing and squirt its magma out onto the chain. I didn't like you saying the word squirt. And squirt it out so that it'll break the chain. Yeah, that's oh. a idea. Everyone make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh. Like this thing's attacking us. Saving throw? Mm-hmm. Not a check, a dexterity saving throw. Watch out. Oh, I had a 20 and then it rolled onto a 2, so. 20, 17, 14. 4 for Elka. Good rolls and Elka. Hello. That's our band. I'm going to roll for... Because I was too busy Max. smashing. Yeah. Dude, Max also got it too. The Mephit exhales a 15-foot cone of fire, enveloping all of you. 
If you failed your save, you take, so Elga and Mag, take four points of damage. The rest of you take half of that, too. I'm going to take half of that because I'm fire resistant. How far away uh, is it whenever it does that? Let's say 10 feet away. Okay. Can I try and do something? Yeah. Can I cast? Right before you do that, did any of the magma get on the chains or the totem? Oh. It was fire breath, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a, it it's, it's a fire breath. It's like a cone of fire. And did any of it get on the chains? Yeah, it seems like the chains are heating up a bit. <gasps> heating up. Can I try and cast Fast Friends? What's Fast Friends? Fast Friends with this little dude. When you need to make sure something gets done, you can't rely on vague promises, sworn oaths, or binding contracts of enjoyment. When you cast a spell, choose one humanoid within range that you can see in here, and they can understand you. The creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration. Normally, I'd say yes, but a magma method is not a humanoid. Uh, yeah, oh, they're not? Yeah. Oh, shoot some it's, ladders. A, it's an elemental. Can Minty take a stab at this? Don't yeah. stab it. Don't stab that <laughs> I think you can stab it. So the Mifit, it, it, it floated out of the fiery coast and it's like hovering there and breathes fire in us. Yeah. Okay, could Matit take a bit of a dash at it and try a little something Matit's been working on, which is now called Stunning Strike. When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can spend one key point to make the target stunned until the end of your next turn if it fails a con saving throw. Ooh, okay. So yeah, uh, I guess make your attack to see if you hit it. I will attack it with my sling of sandstorms. I knew that was coming. Oh yeah, you don't have your sling. That's right. Your butt doesn't have your sling. Got him! Then what could I do instead? Aren't you a monk? Can't you just like... Yeah, I can. I was trying to use I was trying to use my new powers. You said I can't use my new powers to not have my, my weapon. As a monk, don't your fists count as melee weapons? Is that what it is? Melee weapon attack. I'm pretty sure that's it for a monk. I just read weapon and I didn't think that unarmed strike was a weapon attack, but I would take it if you give it. It's, oh, it actually does say that under unarmed strike. Melee. Oh, it says melee attack. Yeah. Doesn't say melee weapon attack. Monk unarmed attacks count as melee weapon attacks. I just My arms it. are weapons. Yeah, baby. Uh, then I, instead of slinging of sandstorms, da -da -da -da. yep, I use my talons and I fully Liu Kang this guy. What did I roll? I already rolled a thing. You rolled a. 13, so a 4 plus 9. Now my unarm is plus 7. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Does 11 miss? 11 actually is exactly what you need that hit. Cool. Nice. I smacked this little mythic. With a stunning strike, right? And it has to make a constitution saving throw? Yeah. What's the DC on that? 14. Con saving. I rolled a 7 plus 1, which is 8. Ooh, I got more key as well. That's fine. So you, with your talent, lash out, hit the uh, mythic, which is stunned. Midair. So it, I guess it falls back into the sea from which it came. The lava sea. Yes. Well, good job, team. <laughs> Everyone helps. Yeah, so just for, for future reference for in D&D, a stunned creature is incapacitated. It can't move and can speak only falteringly. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws and attacks against it have advantage. Okay. Sorry about that. That's good. As it hits the water, two more pop out. Oh! I begin flying up in your direction. Can I attack them too? Or does someone else want to take a stab? I want to jump on one and guide it over to the thing, squeeze it so it'll squirt magma all over. That's a great idea. Let's do it. 
You are bound and determined to get burned. <laughs> I'm fire resistant. It's okay. And then I let go of the rope. This is what you get when you give Blaine resistance to something. Mm -hmm. He wants to test the limits. Yeah. So how do you want to do this, Chip? Yeah. I, uh, let go of the rope at the opportune moment and then try to land on one of the methods. And I want to prepare to help. Okay. With telekinesis. Ooh, the farce. The farce is strong. Okay. Yeah. You let go, hop down, and land on the method. Are we sure they're not humanoids? <laughs> <laughs> they, they are elemental. My dear Watson. Okay. Uh, nice. Well, then I'm going to try to like put them in a chokehold. Be like, say uncle, say uncle. And then I'm going to try to guide him over to the chains to get him to, to, and then, you know, at the right moment, I'll squeeze his trachea, make him fire barf onto the chains. Just right. to paint the proper picture, Mythits are typically small. They're small, they? yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure Blaine has the answer of the right idea of what he's jumping onto. We're not talking about a big old creature. Yeah. They're Mythits. Okay, can one support my weight, or should I also <laughs> reach out to grab the other one? <laughs> one can, sure. Okay. And I'm not setting a precedent. In the future, this may not work. We're just saying okay. we're, it's just we're rolling with launching it. himself at a Mythit, and then it just plummets into the fire. <laughs> it's like hopping on a bird. Yeah. Like a pigeon. <laughs> and we established birds can ride on birds. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So uh, you'll have to make like an opposed strength check with the method to see if you can wrestle it in the correct direction. Okay, I'll go move out of the way of where the chains and stuff are just in case. Sure. I was in high school wrestling. Hi-ya! 21. I got a 16. Take that, nerd. <laughs> Do you give it a noogie or a purple nurple? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Noogie. You noogie it and wrestle it over to the chains. And then I, you said you're going to like try to squeeze it? Yeah, I'm going to squeeze its little belly and make it barf fire. Come on, barf! <laughs> barf, darn you! I'm just not sure that's how it works, but I applaud your attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, barf! <laughs> Drop it. Pearl! <laughs> Drop it. Spew! What languages do you speak? Common, Infernal, Primordial, Thieves Can't, and Undercommon. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're screaming barf at it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't quite seem to understand what you're saying, but you're squeezing it, which makes it feel kind of sick. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Make a roll. Man, a one. My rolls are terrible today. It begins spewing hot magma haphazardly all over the place. Ma make a acrobatics check to see if you can control the flow. All right, here we go. The direction of the flow. Uh-oh, it's a nine. <laughs> Fortunately, I recently upgraded. I got a small thing. Maybe you're familiar with it, Gus. It's called the Lucky Feet. <laughs> you took the Lucky Feet? Of course hey! I did. It's the same it's one that back. I had as Kyborg. You have three lucky points per long rest. Whenever I make a attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, or when one is made against me, it's been an additional roll. Yeah. A d20 to choose which die to use. Go for it. Hacha! Hachi chachi! 17. Okay, that's much better. Yeah, you're able to focus it, and the mephit spews fire out from its mouth all over the chain. They begin to glow from the heat. Okay. That hurt. And uh, the uh, so the mephit falls to the ground there, unconscious. Could Elga try to touch the chain and see if it hurts? Like you're trying to see if it's hot? Is yeah. that what you're getting at? To try to like pull it apart again. Yeah, it's, uh, it is getting hot. Yeah. Okay. So it, it hurts her? Basically to pull the curtain. I just, I don't know if I should use my potion of fire resistance right now. Gotcha. I'll say if you try to pull at it quickly, it, you'll be okay. Okay. I will try to do that again. Okay. Here, I'll give you a hand. And begins pulling from the other side. Thank you. Yes, I definitely needed help with something strength related. Thank mm -mm. you. <laughs> Go ahead and make a strength check. 12. Maybe I did need help. Max has ooh, a 21. Nice. Wow. You both pull on it kind of like tug of war. And, uh, you know, you see the links and the bonds begin slowly spreading out until eventually the links separate. Cool. Blink. 
Go team. The Ifrit looks very happy. Uh, lets out a big stretch. Oh! Then looks at the remaining Mephit, snaps its fingers, and it disappears. Oh. What did uh, you just do? Oh, I shifted it to a water plane. It won't have a good time there. Oh, that's so sad. You don't want these things to exist. No, he helped us. He used his barf for the good of mankind. Us, hu weird humanoid kind. Not mankind, you know, there's so many varieties of creatures in these parts. I'm just going to let you keep talking. Yeah, we should, we should go somewhere and talk to the free thing. The glossy black chain exploded with a barrage of embers. And, you know, after snapping out that mephit, the feed just stares down at their feet, floating freely in the air for the first time in eons. I, I don't know what to say. You could have done what everyone else has done. Lied, cheated, or tormented me until I acquiesced. But you, you four are different, aren't you? Thank you, and may all of you find what you are looking for in this life and the next. Wait, are you just going to leave us here? Oh, of course not. With that, Defi rubs their hands together. Sparks begin to flicker and flame from their palms. They wink at you all with a warm smile and open their hands. A shower of scintillating sparks surrounds you like a soothing bath. <sighs> Everyone can take a long rest. <gasps> Yay! One of my favorite buttons on this app. And also, you all get all of your equipment back. Yay! I love defeat. <laughs> the sprinkling of sparks melts into thin air, and you find yourselves back at the top of the Pyramid of Antique. But the entire throne room is empty and silent, save for the whistling of wind. You look up and feel the warmth of the dawning sun pouring down through the glass ceiling now shattered into jagged fragments. To the north, you find a stairway that leads up to the roof, and you see a lifeless hand stretched out at the top of the stairs. You quickly climb the stairs and find the mummy lying on the rooftop with one hand pointing to the southwest. Before you look, you can already smell it. It's an odor you smelled the entire time you were in Pyroa. Stinky toot. Fire. Oh. You turn your gaze to the southwest and a mountainous column of black smoke fills the sky. Oh. Uh-oh. That I, I should not have made it a toot joke. Yeah. That's inappropriate. Well, find out what happens on the oh. next episode oh. of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. I, I point at it and I say, I'm resistant to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're not quite done. Uh, this is a Between the Tales episode. So, obviously, everyone leveled up. You all are level five now. Woo! Up from three. And we do have some questions I want to get to here from the audience. Should we just go around real quick and say like what we've added yeah. and what yeah. we've so Do it's a great it, idea. start, Barbara. I don't think I know what Elka does. I didn't really get to use much of what I, I had, but I leveled up to level five now, which means I have two attacks per action. Hey, two attack is, buddies. Woo! Yeah. Which is going to be great as a barbarian because yep. uh, I do a lot of good stuff with that. I also now have echolocation. Wow. Which is a, another thing of, I assume, vampirism. So for one minute, you gain a blind sight of 60 feet. The ability can't be used while deafened. So I imagine I just have like, I could navigate myself around better. Daredevil. And then I also got hold person, which is part of my paranormal powers. That is a second level spell um, where I could choose a humanoid that I could see within range. They have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw or they get paralyzed for the duration. The end of its turn, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends on the target. So basically, something could just be paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And then I also got to up some of my ability scores. I chose to improve my dexterity and my intelligence. You don't oh. feel like Elga needed more strength? No, I think she's pretty strong. Elga is really strong. Yeah, because she has a, like, her saving throw has a plus seven to strength. Cool. Yeah, I just wanted, like, some other things to be a little yeah. better. I had a negative on my intelligence before. Now I'm at a zero. So. I did that with mud. To, oh, to, good to, call. To, to just, watch out those negatives. Just to get a little bit there. And I think 
That's it. You have one more thing. You also have fast movement now. Oh, yeah. My walking speed is now 40 feet. Right. As long as you aren't wearing heavy armor. And my armor class is now 15, and I have a plus two to initiative as well. Nice. So a lot of perks. Also, my HP is now a lot higher. It's at 61. Barney, what would you get? Well, Barney got the telekinetic, which is a feat. Mm. Oh, nice. Is that the farce? The farce. The farce. And so it gives me the mage hand cantrip, which is like special because it's invisible and can be cast like just with my brains. Yeah. Plus also it seems like it's more powerful than a typical mage hand. Yeah. Like like initially when you said you were going to use the farce to push chip, I was going to say no, because the mage hand only pushes like, or moves like 10 pounds, yeah. I think. And you, this one specifically says it can shove someone. Yeah. It can shove or pull and I can do that as a bonus action. So it's like good utility in like combat or just out of combat. Yeah. That rules. And then that also it uses my wisdom to use it and it up my wisdom by one. Barney's wise beyond his years. Uh, he's wizened. Yeah. And then I got just some new spells, new spell slots. I'm still, you know, kind of picking those, but got some cool new spells. Oh, one thing I got that's cool or not. Mm. Destroy undead. When an undead fails at saving throw against your turn undead feature, it is instantly destroyed if its CR is lower than the threshold for your level. Please don't hurt us. I think me and Matita are both considered... <laughs> am I considered undead? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah. We're all by campfire sharing this, and then they just go... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm just a regular girl. Little tiny girl. You'd have to have a CR rating of one half or lower, so that's pretty low, right? It's a CR. Yeah. That's your creature rating. Yeah. It's the thing that Mud used to determine which creatures you could turn into. Gotcha. So, like, what's an example of a one half CR? Or, or, or conjure, sorry, conjure like a animals. Big, a rat. Probably like some of the small. Half. It's usually like, yeah, like yeah, rodents and bugs and small really birds. So they're a bunch yeah. of like tiny skeletal birds. I wonder if those locusts would have counted. If they're undead. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they're I mean, undead, been probably. Been they might have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. CR one half is low, but I assume that's going to go higher as you level. Yeah. I bet Eddie's undead. I bet eventually you can just snap your fingers and make him poop his pants and die. Maybe. Is that it for Barney? Yeah, I mean, spells I can swap in and out. For reference, and, uh, player level two is about CR one half. Okay, we are five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Chip. Hey there, Chip Haney. Yeah. How you doing? Sent you a letter. I know it's old school, kind of weird, but what the heck? I wanted to go down to the post office, so I wrote you. How you doing? Anyways, level five now. Been a while. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up. How's your mom? Uh, doing great. No, I'm saying that's what you would write in your letter. How's your mom? Tell her I said hi. I got a couple of things. I'm looking for them. It's hard to find these character sheets. That Oh, boy. I like how he's writing all this. <laughs> I, got, I got the Lucky Feet, uh, which if you listen to campaign one, uh, is the bane of Gus's existence. Basically, I can just re-roll a dice that's made against me or made for me, and I get three of them, and it's pretty great. I also, I didn't realize this, but I had this thing called Darkness under Infernal Legacy. It's a spell? Yeah, it's just a thing that I can cast... And it's a 15-foot radius sphere where it's just, like, black. And even if you have dark vision, you can't see. It's concentration up to 10 minutes, which is, I think, perfect because I'm a little rogue sneaking around. And then I also got a thing called Uncanny Dodge, which is also going to tick off Gus real bad because starting at the fifth level, when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to half the attack's damage against you. So say someone shot a fire arrow at me. Well, I'll have that because I'm fire resistant. And I'll have it again because of this stupid thing. That's it. The darkness is cool. Darkness is neat. And you can see in it. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think I he can. can see in it. No. Well, you know what? Who You know who can? You. Me and Elga. I might be wrong. I thought darkness was like a specific thing where people can't see. No, through. no. We don't need to see. We hear. Oh, right. that's what the you echolocation. Echolocation. Uh, echolocation. Yeah. I gotcha. 
So that could actually be really good in combat. Oh, and the darkness can emanate from the object and move with it if I'd cast it on That's that. That's what thing. I was going to point out. Yeah, so you could So it's like make dust, it darkness, and then you're just like, uh, for 15 feet. But like <laughs> 10 me minutes. and Chris would still be able to. Yeah. If, I, if I put on my. my Your blindfold uh, thing. So then yeah, maybe I could like scarf. tag one of you guys with yeah. it. And then, and then we, we could go around in the dark like, bubble. Yeah. That's, That's actually cool. really cool. That's me. Ta-ta. Speak again. Chip. P.S. Mateed's doing great. Glad you asked. Bye. Thank you for your kind letter, Chip. What did uh, what'd you get, Mateed? Mateed didn't grab a feat. Mateed increased some of their ability checks, but now gets even higher dex and even higher wisdom, which gets my armor class up to 17 and also up my initiative as well. But the fun thing that Mateed got was Mateed, like I said a second ago, Barbara has a second attack as well, which is great. Yeah which means I can do even more unarmed strikes and flurries of blows and all that fun stuff. And then Matid already demonstrated their new little move, which is Stun Strike. I'm uh, getting even more melee overpowered, which I love. That's also really useful for the rest of the party to like beat up on a, a stunned creature. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Nice. Big progress all around. Yeah, this is useful. I've never, I've never had two attacks per turn before <laughs> in any character I've played, so I'm excited. Saddest thing ever, watching Bart try a spell, fail, and not well, anything else. I go. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have a, a couple of questions to get through here for Between the Tales before we wrap up here. Shoot. And do we want to mention, too, that we will be answering even more questions that were submitted in our bonus show, Second, Second Wind. Wind. Correct. Yes, that is. that. that Barbara, you are on top of the segues and all the information today. Hey. Second Wind's great because it's like it's a D&D thing. It also has to do with... <laughs> Second Wind is available to our supporters specifically who are on Rusi.com and our first members is yes. the name of the title for those supporters. And so if you want to be patrons of our of our show, you can do that and you can get access to the this bonus show bonus as well. Show. Yeah, great. Thanks, everyone. So the first question comes from it's Death Rider on uh, Discord and Reddit. Cool. Are there times during the day that you find yourself unintentionally speaking like your characters? Absolutely. Yeah. I think for the hour or two after we're done recording... I just walk around like this. <laughs> and it's like also in my head for a while too. But sometimes too, if like I'm talking about the campaign, especially with Trevor, my boyfriend, I'll like be explaining something that happened, but I'll do Elga's voice. I'll be like, yeah, so then we saw this big creature and he's like, you don't have to do the voice. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just like so in the mindset of it. It's also a, like a really fun voice to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm in it a lot. Anything that has ends with an ing now, the g is lost. So I'm like doing, going, like I. <laughs> that's that's crept into my life. And then also now I say, "Hey there, uh, nah. yeah." Coffee shops. And I think I'm like, <laughs> "Hey there, hey there." Blaine Gibson here. Hey there. I would say after the recording, you kind of. Mm. I do. I make those grumblings. It's also very adjacent to Yoda, and you yeah. are you already <laughs> were a little Yoda-ish to begin with. <laughs> that's true. And I will say this, well, we've all been working on the uh, Stinky Dragon Adventures, which is the full-length adaptation of the um, Campaign 1. Campaign 1. Into puppets. Into puppets. And so we've been recording for that and, and, and doing just prep for that. And so I've been in a lot of gum-gum brain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Going yeah. back and forth between gum-gum. And That's sad. It's especially hard, uh, especially, like, for voice acting to swap from one character to another that, like, is very similar but different. Like, for me, sorry to interrupt as we're going around the table, but, like, Bart, my previous character, was, like, still kind of nasally but lower. Mm -hmm. 
And Elka is like up here, a little more feminine. It's completely different. It's very different, but also like I'm still doing similar things with my voice. So if we've just been recording this campaign, Groteth, and we have to switch back into doing anything for the puppet stuff as like Bart and our other characters, sometimes it like I'm a little too high going into Bart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Groteth, by the way. That's what I said. For, for Blaine. Groteth? That's the land. Hey, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Groteth. Knew that. Writing that down. <laughs> No, it's, in. it's only in the thumbnail. What about you, Jen? Oh, uh, you no. a French accent all day? I slip into mud more often just because that's a fun thing to do. Like, I even playing Baldur's Gate in streaming that, I've been... Because I'm playing a druid who's like nega mud. Uh, <laughs> and so I've been doing that a little bit. But just because that's a fun one. Now, I, I practice the French one every once in a just because it is a, it's a difficult accent, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Because it... That's why I'm so impressed that you're doing it yeah. for a whole character. Pronounces a lot of our letters and, and the way that we construct words in a very different way. Like even just the way that R's, they throw the R's in the back of their very throat. Right there. And it's a sound that we as Americans, we don't use that sound. So it's the sounds that we don't use at all are harder. Scottish right. has less sounds that we don't use, although it is more like mud mouth. No pun intended. Yeah. So no, I practice the French thing, but I do not slip into it because it's a very hard accent to do. How about you, Gus? Oh, oh, all the time. Hester, oh. I'm home. Greetings. <laughs> 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 never, never. It's when, uh, when your wife asks, like, what you making for dinner, you go, it's a... <laughs> it's a, a mixture, mixture of... <laughs> you should just Spe- see what happens. Speaking of dinner, our next question's from uh, On We There Yet on Reddit. Nice. Great name. This is specifically for John. Who is running Matid's Bakery while they're off on this adventure? (laughs) Or are the citizens of Atro City deprived of delicious croissants and baked goods until they return? Also, thank you, John, for playing a non-binary character this campaign. Makes me very happy to feel represented. Oh, nice. Nice. Amazing. Yeah, I appreciate hearing that last bit. Yeah, 100% because of Matid being a ghost that doesn't need to sleep or eat. Matid never really had a reason to have to hire any staff, so it ain't nobody there. So it's sad. Oh, it's all going, it's, like, all yeah. getting stale and stuff? Well, maybe a, little, a few of the things. But, yeah, it's like that, like, you know, everyone's got their, like, local place they go to every day, and everyone just keeps walking by the shop. Do you have one just... of those little signs that's, like, be back at 5 o'clock? Like <laughs> yeah. but... I think we left, like, it's been a while since we had that first episode. We left, like... You were closing because uh, the parade was coming parade. through. Okay. Yeah. So, right, I, so yeah. it is closed up. Yeah. But yeah, just going to be uh, filled with cobwebs and, and dust. Are you up to date on your bills? Are you going to be okay? Matid actually owns their bakery outright. Wow. Does Matid live so like in like a loft upstairs or yeah. anything? That's cool. Matid is a ghost. And so Matid has been around for a very long time. And mm-hmm. the bakery came from also is a family business. So they've been there for forever. And so they own that. It'd be cool if there was no staircase going to the loft upstairs yeah. and Matid just transferred through Hover, the floor yeah. as a ghost into the loft. That's like there's no funny. way for someone with a corporeal body. It's a bad precedent though if like the old, you know, near dying kind of people are buying up all the property so then the younger people can't get their hands on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it kind of causes like a weird sort of, you know, landscape for home ownership. Yeah. Anyways, I love D&D. <laughs> <laughs> so bakery in the bottom, birdhouse on top. I mean, a nice bird little house. loft. A nice oh, little loft. I do like to imagine it's actually one of yeah. those like bird cages. <laughs> like, you can sit on it. <laughs> no, if a bird had a choice, they wouldn't have like no, a cage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a perch though. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a perch? 
No. I actually think Matisse would have more so like a really comfy chair. Mm. Um, like, like and a that chaise would be, lounge? That would be the very, like, the, 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 because they don't have to sleep. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be a place, because Matisse likes to study. Matisse is a reader. Uh, and so that's what the their loft would be based around, with a lot of open windows for. I'm still imagining a chair on a stick sticking out of, <laughs> so you could perch, but on your chair. That's just Chris's head cannon. Sure. Say, Chris say bye to that chair. chair. Say bye to that chair, because Jacques's going to. Yeah, scratch it up. Chuck, Chuck is well behaved. Oh, okay. Pardon. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll get one last question here before we wrap up. So this is from at Kevin Marengo. Are you more afraid of the whole party potentially dying in this campaign? And were there any encounters where you really thought the party might wipe? That war yeah. fight was pretty close. Yeah. Right? The puppy. Well, I mean, the lightning our, our first big fight, Eddie like put me on my butt. Oh yeah. So, but it's like weirdly enough though, I think because of this type of universe and some of the characters that we're playing, I feel like I'm less afraid of them dying because I feel like some of them are already dead kind of. There's new avenues that we could take. Yeah. Like new yeah. ways of like, if someone dies, do they become a ghost and they get to keep playing and now they have like ghost powers, you know? Like, yeah. so I, I don't know. I feel like there's more room to play in this kind of universe. We're also low level right now. We just got to five. Yeah. And you are quite squishy at the beginning of D&D. Oh, yeah, 100%. I do feel like, though, the combat has been more challenging, like harder. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been wiping a, a lot. Like, there's been multiple times where, where people die. Down, yeah. yeah, people are dying, and we're down Skin to, like, one teeth, or two. Like, yeah. We've barely made it through an encounter. Not to constantly make everything connect to this game that we're all playing, but mm -hmm. in Baldur's, Baldur's Gate... Gate. A lot of, lot of death save throws uh, oh, in yeah. that than, oh, than, than, yeah. than usual. So it's like, okay, this might be a little more common. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for uh, this episode of Between the Tales. Come back next week. We'll have another episode of Testament Sneaky Dragon. Find out what's going on. What's up with that black smoke? Oh, can I say something really quick too? From Lost? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, go for it. Uh, while we're uh, working on the puppet show, you know, we're all kind of busy doing that behind the scenes. So now we've handed off our social media content over to our awesome animation team and they're making these amazing cartoons so it's not the puppet content that you're used to but i think it's it's an awesome supplement in the meantime so go support that stuff and show us some love in the comments section because the animation team's been working their butts off on it and so puppets good. will be back and bigger and not, same size but like smaller bigger adventures bigger adventures this episode of tales from the stinky dragon was produced by ben ernst written edited and composed by michael reisinger with additional editing work by david sonnier Here's a quick shout out to folks that interacted with us on social media recently. Here's some NPCs named after them in this episode. The Mummy, a.k.a. Ryder Rajad, named after user Ryder7s on Discord. Mags the Affablazer, named after at Mags Quinn on Twitter. Defy the Afridi, named after user DefiantAwareness520 on Reddit. Also, I'd like to give a special thanks to some friends who provided voiceover for characters in this episode. Mags the Affablazer, voiced by Griff Milton at the underscore indoor kid. And Defeat the Afridi, voiced by Ify Wadiway, at Ify Wadiway. Tune in next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. God, nerds. You just made a reference to Colossus and Marvel Snap. You can shut it. <laughs> I said we are. I'm oh. included. You're the king of us. Yeah. I'm included. You're the elder nerd. I, yeah, I was, a, I was a nerd a long time ago. <laughs> Gus has been a nerd before we were born. I've been a nerd for longer than I <laughs>